Well, hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in this live broadcast. Good afternoon. Welcome, Remnant Warriors. Welcome, people of God. Uh, just a few minutes here. I'm not going to take too much of your time tonight, but I just wanted to talk about two things uh, kind of caught my attention today. <laughs> There's a lot of things that catch our attention every day, right? Uh, just so many wild things going on in this very interesting time to be alive. Uh, but two things uh, in particular that I want to discuss today. One of them is uh, Facebook. Uh, we're now finding out. I, I just started reading the stories about this, but apparently this has been going on for a little while. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook team have been working with, I guess, some ministries, some churches that are out there uh, with regard to uh, having services online. You know, we saw that, of course, during the pandemic, uh, many, many ministries, in fact, most most ministries around the world uh, were using social media and um, a lot of these tech platforms to conduct the services when everybody was, you know, locked down. Remember the, what was it, 15 days to slow the spread or something like that? And so you had, uh, you know, everybody was in that period and, you know, churches were learning how to live stream if they didn't live stream. Most churches live streamed already. Some of them really upped their game. Uh, some of them learned for the first time how to live stream during that period. So, you know, I know you guys all recall that. It's not that long ago. Many of the churches are still live streaming. I mean, most churches live stream every week, regardless of being shut down or not. And then, you know, there was uh, the churches that are still closed down. I know this is hard to believe. Still closed down even today, <laughs> which is so unbelievable for me to think that that a church could still be closed from Last year, still today, like that's almost unbelievable, but there actually are churches that are still closed down. So anyways, I hope that if that was the case of your church and they're still closed down or they, they have not been, there's two words that I refer to, the pastors that are bold, the, the shepherds that we want to get behind in, t in today's world. And those are, I call them lions or generals. Either or works for me. They're lions, they're generals. We want to be in a church that's led by a general. We want to be in a church that's led by a lion, not by somebody that's willing to capitulate, cave, cower. And uh, unfortunately, we've been talking about this a lot around the country because you know why, guys? You know why I talk about it a lot? So many people come up to me. You would, you would be shocked. Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. So many people come up to me no matter where I'm at and, and no matter what state I'm in, and they'll say, Pastor Todd, my church is still shut down. Uh, pastor Todd, you know, you won't believe what I what I found out during this pandemic with my my pastor. I had to leave the church. Well, I say, well, why did you leave? Well, you know, we had to leave because they were, you know, just enforcing all these insane rules. And, you know, the church was shut down for so long. And we just we had to find a, a pastor that was a general. We had to find a place that was, uh, you know, open. And uh, and I've heard this from so many people. I mean, hundreds, guys, hundreds and hundreds. That's why we started working on the remnant church list. And then that's when I got attacked, if you recall, from, you know, what happened. Everything was set up and being set up. And then I got sued and I had to go through that whole lawsuit, which was a, like a total nightmare. And uh, and that really messed up a lot of things for remnant news. And so then now we're, we're finally recovering from that. We got the site up, which is remnant.news. Very easy, remnant.news, www.remnant.news. That is our site. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have everything up there and we're repopulating. We had to build the site basically from scratch. Uh, we, we were able to use a very old version of the site, but there were so many things that had been updated. 
that I had to, you know, almost rebuild the site from scratch. So if you're wondering what happened to remnant.news or rmntnews.com, that's what happened. So anyway, that's up. I'm not, not doing a video about that today. Uh, but, but I will tell you, that's why we started doing the remnant church list because people were asking me everywhere I went about this. So here's where we get to today's news now. So today we find out that Facebook, I guess, is working with uh, one of the churches that I know they're working with is the Hillsong Church. And I think there's others. This is Hillsong in a particular city. Uh, but, but I guess, you know, they've been working with multiple pastors talking about, you know, Mark Zuckerberg wants to be like the home for faith-based content. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg wants to be exclusive, exclusive. And I will say this, you know what, look, I mean, I'm doing a live stream on Facebook right now. So we definitely appreciate, there are some good things about Facebook. I don't want to always, you know, demonize them. You know, there are good things. I mean, a lot of us have connected through Facebook. So I'm not here to like be totally negative, but I, I do have a concern as a shepherd, as a pastor, as a person of God, when I think about people uh, that are working with Facebook and they want to be like the central hub of, uh, of, of like faith-based content or Christian content, there's, there's, there's alarm bells, guys, that go off for me when I hear stuff like that. Um, there's alarm bells because we already know that Facebook is a platform that has done a significant amount of censorship when they don't agree with certain things. And uh, we've seen that on Twitter and other sites as well. And uh, we've seen that they've taken down accounts of churches, just taken them down. Listen, I work for the Religious Liberty Coalition. I'm actually the president of the Religious Liberty Coalition. And uh, that's a nonprofit. It's just an organization that stands for religious liberty and freedom and churches and pastors and ministries that come under attack. And uh, again, it's, just, it's a nonprofit. We're here for you. If you need, if you need us, call us. We'll, we'll help you. We'll stand with you. I would encourage you to become part of the uh, of the RLC. Uh, but the reason why we have that and the reason why we talk about that is because there has been an infringement on religious liberty and freedom issues in our nation. We've seen an infringement. We've seen an infringement of, you know, and I can go down the list of a litany of, of things that, that have sounded alarms to us or rang alarm bells for us uh, with regards to Facebook and social media. Churches from around the country, I've, I've probably heard this mm, 15 times maybe, where a church has called or ministry has called us or a pastor has told me that I know or somebody, and they said, our site was just completely taken down from Facebook. We don't know what we did. I said, well, what'd you do? Well, I don't know. We posted scripture. I said, well, were you saying controversial things? Were you on there like, you know, talking about, I don't know, you know, vaccines or were you talking about, you know, COVID or, and they say, no, we were just talking about the gospel. You know, we were, we were putting up our weekly services. We were posting our newsletters. So, so that's concerning. And I know a lot of social media and a lot of these tech companies, they use, they use um, algorithms. So it's an algorithm. And sometimes it's not a person per se that's taking it down. It's an algorithm that's been, you know, uh, programmed that way. So maybe, it, maybe it's done, you know, maybe it thinks that something's happening that it's not, and then you have to appeal it. But I, I will tell you that, the majority of those churches, I think they did appeal and I don't think they were able to have their site restored. I think some cases maybe they were, but the, the majority of them were not. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I find it concerning that there's, there's churches in the body of Christ like this Hillsong church and like others that are working with, I guess, Facebook. And I understand the premise and it sounds like it's good. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to be, I guess the, the hub for churches, but Given their track record and given what we've already seen from Facebook and their behavior and their, their likelihood to censor or the fact that it's like 
playing basically like playing Russian roulette, you know, I mean, what if you put all your eggs in that basket and then one day you wake up and it's just gone? You know, there, there's Christian ministries that I know that have been just completely deplatformed. So I think it's, I think it's risky. I think it's like playing Russian roulette. And I also think like, why, why would we partner with people that we know don't really like us? Like, you know, I always say like, go where you're uh, appreciated, not where you're just tolerated. You don't want to just be where you're tolerated. You want, you want to be where you're appreciated. You want to be where, where people like, you know, actually like you and they like what you're saying. And so all these things are just, they're all like little data points that kind of seem to be like forming a bigger picture, right? They're, they're, they're little data points of little things that we'll hear. Like one day we hear, oh, T.D. Jakes is, you know, he's pushing the vaccine or next day we'll hear this one is pushing this or next day we'll hear that Facebook is partnering with Hillsong Church next day. And, and it's just little data points that kind of, you know, they ring the alarm bell because when you think of like the bigger picture of it all, you know, what we've been hearing from certain people that are telling us that there's talk that they, you know, shut back down again at some point, especially if, you know, uh, cases, case numbers keep going up and we all know the story behind that. I don't need to get into that right now. Uh, but, but, you know, all these data points that are all kind of interlocking and connecting and now they're talking about, you know, churches and, and being, you know, streaming exclusively for, through Facebook. And I'm thinking, why are they preparing us for this? Like, what is the reason why they're talking about this now? Like, isn't that weird? Like, we hear, um, you know, the possibility of a... Well, they cut me off there for a couple seconds, but I guess I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> Facebook is really giving me a hard time lately. And I know, uh, yeah, we are looking forward to hopefully at some point having another platform where we can stream. I like doing lives just because it's like we're just having a conversation, you know? And uh, that's what I appreciate about lives is that we can just come on and have a, a live conversation. But uh, I know that it keeps stopping and I'm sorry. Nothing we can do. The only thing I can do is like when you're on, you know, a, a, a Wi-Fi network, it seems to be better, I guess. Uh, but I don't know if it's even that or if they're just cutting it off because they don't like what I say. I don't even know. So anyway, my, my thought is, and I, I'll just keep it brief here, but my thought is basically that why would Facebook be partnering with these churches? Why would the churches be partnering with Facebook is more, more really the question. And why do these people just lack discernment so much? They just lack discernment, you know? Like, it's just a weird thing. Like, I mean, why wouldn't a pastor be like, you know, kind of realizing that Facebook is not our friend, that these tech companies are not our friend? Why would we put our eggs in that basket? So that's weird. Totally different subject, but another concerning subject of the day that I've heard is is that they're they're now causing, um, I guess, people that work for the the VA are, are having to get it's like a mandatory vaccine now, and this is the first federal, uh, I guess, job that would require the vaccine. Like literally, you have no option, and I think we might see more of this. Uh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to have my friend Gilad on this week, and we're going to talk about what's going on in Israel with the green passports that have been reinstated <sighs> so now they're uh they're having the green passports there and, and then people are telling us it's happening in the uk some of our listeners in the uk are saying this uh some of the people in uh, australia are telling that they're having similar situations so you know it's it's what's the next phase now as we see um and then there was this thing then there was this post today where I guess it's like Facebook and some of these other tech companies, they're going to be using a shared file. 
Now, any of you that are in like the workplace, you know that like, you know, you use shared files online. Some of you use Google shared files or like Google Drive. It's just a shared file that multiple people can access, you know, shared folder on, on some server, right? And I guess what they're saying now is, is that like these tech companies are going to be sharing what they're considered white supremacists and they're considering uh, people that could be like, you know, um, extremists, you know, extremists. So this is crazy because, so like they could just flag anybody. I mean, they could say that I'm a white supremacist, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. I'm absolutely not. I speak openly saying that racism is a sin. You know, it's, it's against the Lord. It's, you know, we, we believe what Martin Luther King Jr. used to say, which we should judge people not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Um, you know, we stay, we we're totally against racism. And by the way, I'm just a person that loves this country. I just love this country. And, and I love our constitution. I love freedom. I love religious liberty and freedom. And that's why we stand. We worry about, you know, what this country is going to look like for our kids and our grandkids. And so just like you and the mama bears out there and the papa bears out there that are standing and that love this country, you know, that's it. And now they're labeling us like, you know, extremists or terrorists or all these different things. How in the world? What in the world? So, and they want you all to be like afraid, afraid to say anything. Gosh, I mean, it's like cancel everybody, cancel the, the Indians, you know, the Indians is, you know why the Indians were named the Indians, by the way, it was actually honoring the first Indian that played on the team and the native Americans loved it, but it's just, it's cancel culture gone crazy. And this is, this is history repeating itself because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And literally what we're seeing is history repeating itself. All that same cancel culture stuff believe it or not, actually happened in Nazi Germany. Actually happened historically several different times. So, you know, and uh, it's just crazy stuff. It's just crazy stuff. So we don't need to fear, though. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to fear. And that's why I continue to do what I do. Listen, I don't, I'm already all in. You guys can tell I'm all in. <laughs> We're all in. We're not going anywhere. We're not stopping you know, if they, if they try to do something with us, we'll be, we'll be martyrs, right? I mean, let's just be honest. Like we're just standing for our constitution. We're standing for the law of the land. We're standing for freedom. We're standing for, standing for what our founders talked about, which were unalienable rights, which is life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, God-given rights, not given by man, not given by government. So as much as they want to get tyrannical and crazy, and we look at these things and some headlines like catch me by surprise sometimes, I'm just like, churches? Churches are... They've been working with Facebook? Like, really? Like, what? I guess they haven't heard that Facebook's been deplatforming, uh, you know, churches. I guess they don't, they don't care about that. And then and you got to think about it. Why don't they care? Like, why, if, they, if they know beyond a shadow of doubt that they're not going to be deplatformed, they're not going to be censored, well, then are they saying anything? Are they just saying a bunch of fluff, a bunch of nonsense? Because the only person, the only people that are not concerned about censorship, the only people that are not concerned about our First Amendment rights being infringed upon, the only people that are not concerned about our religious liberties being infringed upon are people that are not saying anything. Oh, they're talking. They're just not saying anything. I'll tell you, I was like, uh, I tuned into some event that was going on last week or so. It was a big event, cost millions of dollars. You know, Christian Christian people, good, good, good Christian people funded this event. And you know how many times I've seen this over the years, by the way? Many. Good Christian people funded this event. They put money into it. And, you know, I'm not complaining 
But our ministry is very frugal. We're very frugal. We, we spend very little money and we get, accomplish a lot. Thank you, Jesus. Because we have amazing people that are willing to, to work, you know, and to volunteer and to, and to do stuff. But, you know, I'll tell you, there's, there's some ministries that are raking in the dough. And that's fine. I'm not hating on them or I'm not mad at them. That's, you know, whatever. But then when they don't say anything, it's like, so anyway, I watched this event. It's like this, mil it costs millions of dollars to put on this event, literally millions of dollars of funding that comes from the Christian community and people of God. And so I listened for a while. I listened. And it was just a bunch of people saying a bunch of nothing. It was a bunch of nothing. It was like nothing. They weren't talking about all the things that we talk about. They, there was no urgency. There was no concerns. There was no, I mean, if you would have listened to it, you'd think we're like in the 90s. Like it was like you could have taken that whole event and just put it right in the 90s. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of people that say absolutely nothing. They say a lot of stuff, but they nothing means what they don't. There's no power. There's no authority in what they say because they're not talking about anything. And then there's the, the lions and the generals that are out there that are standing, that are saying stuff. Thank you, Jesus, for the remnant. That's why... Again, that's why I call it the remnant. It's just the people that are standing, the people that are, and thank God for those people. Thank God for you. Thank God for those that are understanding where we actually are. And you're doing something. You're actionable. Now, some people say, well, Pastor Todd, I want to do more. I wish I knew what I could do. But we've kind of gone through a lot of that in our talks over the months now. I think a lot of you guys have, you know, are doing a lot of different things now. I'm hearing from you. You're doing all amazing things. In fact, somebody wrote something about a story about me the other day. They're saying this pastor is encouraging people to have Bible studies at their coffee shop. You know, this sounds like a nationalist. He's a he's a nationalist. How is that a nationalist? How is that a because I'm I'm a pastor that's telling people to go out into the community to evangelize? That's nationalism now. It's so silly. It's so silly. So we gotta laugh at it. We just gotta laugh at it because it's so ridiculous. And you know what? I'm going to say what I, what, I, what I made a vow to say as a pastor, which is to preach and teach and speak about the full Bible. I don't care what laws they change because it doesn't matter. I have already taken an oath to the ministry, to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, to God, that I'm going to preach the full Bible and it's never going to change. And if that gets me locked up, then so be it. I'll be, I'll be that person, I guess. I mean, look at Arthur Pulowski. Look at you know some of these people that have had to stand recently. And this is where we got to be, guys. Like, I'm not speaking death over the situation. I believe the Lord is with me. I believe the scripture, it says, Thou, O Lord, art a shield around me. You're the glory, the lifter of my head. Thou, O Lord, art a shield around me. There's warring angels that are around us. And I believe the Lord is giving us wisdom and insight and strategy and direction how to navigate. And so I'm not speaking death over the situation, but I'm just saying, if it gets to the point where we can't preach the Bible unless we're going to be we're gonna be thrown in jail, then guess what? I guess so be it. So be it, because we are remnant warriors, and we stand for the full Bible, and we're not going to stop, and we're not going to give in. And for all the people that want me to just give in and throw in the towel and stop, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I know you feel the same. We're not just going to give this country, like, here you go. Here it is in a platter. Here you go. Here, take America. Take our freedoms. All the different things that the, uh, the our forefathers fought for. No, we're not just going to, here you go, take it, communist China, go ahead. No, no, that's not, that's not the way it's going to happen, guys. So we're not, we're not extremists. We're not, if anybody calls that extreme, they're extreme. 
You're extreme if you call that extremist. But you want to give up your freedoms to the communists? You're an extremist. If you want to just give up our country, then you're an extremist. Because our forefathers fought for this country. My relatives fought for this country. Your relatives. Our forefathers fought blood, sweat, tears in order for us to have the freedoms that we have. And this is our moment. I'm not saying go out and be violent. Don't misinterpret it. They'll take this video and splice it up 50 different ways. Not what I'm saying. But we have the weapons of our warfare. God has given us the tools in our toolbox. It's time to stand. It's time to stand. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we have to understand the power and authority that we have in Jesus Christ, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. With us even till the end of the age. Love him so much. Thank you, God. Oh, he's so awesome. He's so awesome. He takes us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. We're not going to just give in. We're not just going to cave. We're not going to do it. And if they, and by the way, if they tell us we're going to lock back down, we're not locking back down. We're not going to lock back down. We're not going to all wear masks again either. That, that, that stuff is not happening. So everybody's got to make this decision right now. Because they're, they're, they're fixing to lock us back down. They're fixing to close the churches. They're fixing to force more mandatory vaccines. We have to make a decision. All right, guys. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you guys. Stand up. Stand tall. Stand tall. Stand firm. Be a lion. Be a general. Be a lion. Be a general. Hallelujah. God bless you.